Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Because we we are all we are we are imbibing all of us today, and yes. speaking I'm of pouring out for my homie, no, don't pour it we'll, out. We'll, pour it in your we'll, mouth. No, no, we'll, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll face. get there. We will start by saying, "Hi, I'm Jonathan, and I'm Lauren." Amanda, oh, that's your cue. I'm, oh, sorry, sorry. That, Jones. <laughs> Jones is upstairs. <laughs> and hi, I'm Amanda, and I'm drunk. And we are Clip Shark. We're here to talk about Star Wars, and we're here to spoil the shit out of Star Wars. We're going to spend the next 45 minutes up to the live show just talking about everything Star Wars and also Star Wars. Plus, it being it being Star Wars, we are, we are taking the opportunity to drink. Lauren, what are you having tonight? I have a 40 in my hand that I I usually don't get an entire 40, but this is something that I actually bought in anticipation of recording a Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks episode. And then I, I bought two because. So Pyramid is pretty much one of my favorite brewers of all time. And they put out a Lord Aylesworth English style Royal Ale. It's a reserve beer. You could only get it in 40s and it is goddamn delicious. It is just smooth and rich and very low on hops, which is one of my requirements. So I am super happy. Amanda, what are you having? Eggnog and bourbon because it's fucking Christmas. Congratulations. I am having orange juice and vodka in a sippy cup styled out of a red solo cup. This, <laughs> I bought this at a Spencer's at the Galleria at during Manda's wedding weekend. You're so classy. So classy as fuck over here. You so are. Let, let's get to it. Star, Star Wars. Wars. It happened oh my God. this weekend. It, it happened this weekend. I mean, it, we'll, we'll get into like our seeing experiences, like which theaters we went to, what did we eat and all that. All that non-spoiling crap we'll get to in, in the regular show. I can't believe we're saving crap for the regular show, but whatever. It's not crap. It's not crap. All right. Not crap. Let's, let's talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um, Manda, I have you on for a very specific purpose, so we will get to you in just a moment. No, but I'm, 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 I'm happy to sit in the back and just, you know, drink my bourbon and sulk like a <laughs> <laughs> You're a little far away there, but that's okay. So, Lauren, what did you think of Star Wars The Force Awakens? I really, really enjoyed it. So, I've been struggling with this one thing for the last couple of days that I can finally talk about because I, I saw it opening night, and the vast majority of people that I know either haven't seen it yet or are going to. So, what I loved about it is also the thing that has kind of been sitting in the back of my mind is maybe not a good thing, which is it is a retelling of A New Hope in a way. 
it is pretty much a love letter to fans. And there are millions of little, uh, both little tiny and larger and just blatant homages to A New Hope in The Force Awakens. And me in the theater was loving it. And then me in the theater was also kind of recognizing that this was happening and going, do I need to feel bad about this? And I'm still kind of struggling with a little bit. But overall, I thought it was an excellent movie. I had a ton of fun. I was really enamored with the new characters. I I was very interested in their story and their back background. And it wasn't just like sitting there going, where's Han Solo? Where's Leia? Where's Luke? Where are these people? I, I really wanted to see what these new characters were doing. Um, that's my overall impression. Jonathan, how about you? I don't know what you're talking about with this with this notion that's a love letter to to a new hope. I, I, I don't know where you're getting that from because it certainly didn't have a young dreamer who wore like bandages on <laughs> their limbs who dreamt of leaving said desert planet. Then as they're leaving who said desert planet. Who didn't have parents. Hold on, hold on. Didn't have parents. That's true. While they're leaving said planet, get pursued by two imperial ships. Then meet up with other plucky heroes and an old master from a previous war that guides them on their journey. Then they have to blow up a giant spherical super weapon with X-wings. And, they, and part of it requires them to fly down a trench. And then also that, that, that old war hero that we mentioned before dies protecting the new heroes. Yep. No, I don't see how that relates in any way to <laughs> a new hope. I love you, Jonathan. Thank you for proving my point. Uh, yes. I, and, and, uh, to be fair, I loved the movie. I, I saw it twice. I saw it on Thursday, and then I saw it on Sunday with my lovely wife. And both times I had a stupid grin on my face the entire time because as much as it homages and like as George Lucas like to say it rhymes blah 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 it you can't help but fall in love with these new characters like I have seen so much fan art since then of of Ray and and Poe and Finn and it's just there are just so many cool parts and it's not like flippy Jedi shit like when the first time Finn fights with a lightsaber he fights that one stormtrooper who like literally throws off all his shit is like traitor and he's like fight me and then whips out that electro mace that was so fucking random but so fucking cool and it was kind of random was it after it i was, did ask luke afterwards i'm like did we know who that stormtrooper was no we had no idea and that was what's so rad <laughs> it was just one guy from who knew him and he's like traitor and it was like literally taunted him to fight him and i'm just like that is so rad because that's like old kung fu movies where like the the one warrior like challenges the the hero and then and then stuff happens so I really liked it. I love the homages. I love that Greg Gunberg's X-Wing pilot didn't die like I thought he would. And I, I, I had a great time. And then I, I had a great time on Sunday catching a bunch of little stuff that I had, hadn't noticed. That was great. I, it, was, it was a ton, ton of fun. It, I, th I don't know that I enjoyed it as much as Mad Max, but I still enjoyed it, which is something I haven't said about a new Star Wars movie in a long time. I enjoyed it more than Mad Max, but I had more issues with it than Mad Max. The highs and the lows for me were bigger. 
and and there weren't really a lot of lows but the the issues in the quest i had issues and questions but i also had extreme just highs and amazement mad max was solid and really good with a couple of amazing moments but especially as far as like the depth of it goes like you can read into it a lot but when it comes down to like what it was i think it's a it's a more solid but a simpler tale so and it it was self-contained it didn't have to bear the weight of six movies before it and two after it so you know but yes I love the fact that we finally get to see John Boyega do more than sweat and pant in front of a camera. And he was excellent because I swear to God, that's all the trailers did was yes. show him sweating and panting. Well, that's the only thing I saw because I didn't see any other trailers. Let's we'll touch on some of your questions and issues in just a second, because we haven't heard from the third voice in the room. Manda, Manda, yes. give it to us. Hi. Hi. So I didn't love it. And um, oh. that's. There's a big reason why, and I've kind of touched on it um, in, a, in a spoiler thread that we have. Um, so Roblox kind of knows where I stand. But first off, I need to preface this whole thing with I am a huge Han Solo fan. Um, oh. I'm a huge Han. He's my favorite character. Okay? Yeah. Love him more than Luke. Love him more than Leia. Love him more than Padme's costumes. Um <laughs> I, I love Han Solo. Han Solo is is everything, for me, everything you want a man to be. Kind of a scoundrel, but when you need him um, to be good, he's a good dude. And, uh, you know, to be fair, Harrison Ford plays the same character in both Indiana Jones and um, Star Wars, which I'm okay with. Um, it's I the, felt it's like, the same feeling, but I think Indiana Jones is, is a much more good person, at least to begin with. You wouldn't yes. see... You wouldn't see Indiana Jones pulling some of the shit Han Solo does. No, Han Solo pulls some some amazing shit, though, and I, I respect him for that. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and of course, you could go into the bromance of, of Chewie and Han, and, you know, yes. songs and ballads could be written about that bromance. Um, that being said, I feel like, as a Star Wars fan, I got robbed of my favorite character, and I felt like his story was finished in a way it was cut very abruptly like i don't feel like his death in the film was it was a major plot device like like i know that they put it there for a reason but it didn't it felt hollow it felt unfeeling there was almost outside of chewy there was almost no reaction to his death um they pan into leia and you can you can see some of the hurt like she kind of knows, but there was, it was just, it was like the wind blew a candle out. It was like nothing. There was no lamenting. It was just, and I, I don't know, a character who has been so dear to my heart for, for so many years and, um, watching his story evolve and watching him evolve as a character from this ragtag smuggler who's basically, you know, at his core, kind of a piece of crap, um, turn into a, a decorated war hero and, you know, get the girl. It just, I wanted something more than what happened. And I felt that his death was predictable. It was safe. Um, and, and I feel like they just put it in there really so that Harrison Ford didn't have to come back and act again. And it really upset me. That's number one problem I have with the film. Number two problem is that it's a rehash of New Hope. And I was hoping 
after so many years of being a Star Wars fan, having seen all the remasters in the theaters, having seen the prequels, which were terrible, admittedly, but they were, we all thought they were great when they first came out. Uh, I know I'm not the only one. Um, uh, and then upon rewatch, you're like, really? Um, I, don't I felt that... Um, well, I mean, besides that... Um, I felt it was just, it's its a new hope all over again. And it's like, come on, guys. We we ran out of original ideas. You, There wasn't something you could do to make it slightly more interesting for us and still give us the the love letter that we deserve as fans. Um, I felt like it was a little bit lazy. I felt like killing Han Solo was a little bit lazy. Um, gosh, I mean, there's, uh, for me, there was a lot wrong with it. And, and like I said, the Han Solo thing's a big sticking point. Um, I, I didn't like that Luke wasn't in the film hardly at all. He got 20 seconds at the end. Um, I also think they're setting us up for some other stuff that's kind of obvious at this point. And, um, that is a little bit disappointing. Um, and I may be wrong. We'll, we'll see in the second and third films. Um, in addition, I really did not like, um, Kylo Ren. He do you guys remember the feeling you got when you first watched A New Hope? And I'll tell you, when I first sat down and watched A New Hope with my dad, he said, he called me my nickname and he said, I'm going to show you this really cool movie that I watched when I was a kid and you're going to like it. And I said, okay. And we watched it. And I remember being scared absolutely shitless by Darth Vader. Like, he was scary. And you knew he was a bad guy. Like, you knew he was all-powerful, evil. He had to be stopped. When I see Kylo Ren and when I saw his reactions to certain things, instead of like being a cool badass and like force choking a bitch, you know, like Darth Vader used to do, um, he takes his lightsaber out and he destroys half the ship. I'm like, that's that's shit that my brother did when he was seven. That's not, it's a child throwing temper tantrum. He reminds me so much of like why I didn't like Christian Haydenson. Um, when he was playing Anakin because it was that same whiny teenager BS that that was awful and I feel like it's just a rehash of that as well and I'm like have we not learned from our mistakes have we not learned from the prequels I think I would like to address that because I think with him you know we're going to hear more about his backstory I think from what little we know from the movies I he is not a, a Sith Lord. He is not Darth Vader at the height of his power and training who is ready to take on Apprentice himself. He is still learning how to do what he's doing. He's still um, struggling with what side he's even on until the very end of the movie. And so I think that your reaction, well, this is a whiny teenager who doesn't get what he wants and then he lashes out. I think that's, very accurate for good reason. I think he, here is a whiny teenager who has chosen this path and doesn't get what he wants. And yeah, he's going to be emotional and he's going to be reactive and he's not Darth Vader. He looks up to Darth Vader and worships this guy, but he's still learning how to even master his, himself and his own powers. I'm a little, I, I think we're going to see um, now with him having killed his father and continued that grand tradition of a father killing in the Star Wars universe, yeah. that uh, I think the second movie we're going to see 
him, it's going to depend on how much time has passed and what else happens, but I think you're going to see him being a much more scary, confident individual. He has now set himself firmly on the path of the dark side. He has taken care of the one thing that has kind of haunted him. Um, he's, and he is going to become, you know, you kind of get the sense of how scary he can be right at the beginning until he has that temper tantrum. And I think that's what gives the moment that Han Solo has with him on the walkway, I think that's what gives it its tension because until that moment, because you've seen him lash out, because you've seen him have doubts, you've seen him not be in full control over himself, not be a master. He is, he is still learning that there is a chance that there is that Solo trying, that Han trying to get his son back could still work. And so for me, that that moment actually, you know, I, I agree with you on the whole, it's a rehash of A New Hope. And I've been struggling with that. The, the geek in me loves the fan service, but part of me also recognizes that, that I didn't want a New Hope part two. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed, I, I was really respectful of that moment because I, here's... Han Solo's arc throughout this movie is things have gone bad for him. And what has he done? He's run away. He's done, you know, he and Leia have that moment where they say, we, we both went back to what we're good at. She went back to being a diplomat and he went back to being a smuggler. And they're both running away from this awful thing that's happened and blaming themselves and blaming each other. And in that last moment that he has with her, where she says, you know, bring our son back. This is, this is the moment in where he decides he's going to stop running away and he's going to confront what has happened. He's going to confront what's happened with his family, with his son. He's going to stand up and, and be a man. And yeah, it sucks. Him dying sucks because yes, he is yeah. this beloved figure, but that is in my mind, that's one of the logical conclusions to his character from episode from the beginning when he is this doesn't care about anybody smuggler all the way through until now he is he's going to try to do the right thing. And there's lightsaber noises. <laughs> Sorry, that is my cell phone. Oh, nope, that's fine. Uh, lightsaber uh, noises are very appropriate right yeah. now. Well, that's that's my cell phone. That's when I get a text or a Twitter update. It uh, lightsaber. Well, I, hey. I, Hey, you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> shut, your, <laughs> shut your whore mouth, Jones. Jesus. Um, so, uh, and I, I agree that Han had to die. I will tell you. I will agree with that 100%. I don't think that the first film right out the box was the way to do it. Um, the, think about it logically, though. Harrison Ford's in his, what, mid-70s? Yeah, I mean, I know he's like a thousand years I'm old. Gonna, I'm going to argue. Okay, so Jones is saying about him being in his mid-70s. I am going to argue that this probably had absolutely nothing to do with Harrison Ford's age and or whether he wanted to or would do multiple movies for several reasons. One, he agreed to do the first one when there, there was a very long period of time in where we thought we were getting a new Star Wars and none of the original cast. And so not only did they manage to bring him back, he is a main character in this movie. He is, I mean, the 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 comparison to the to being Obi-Wan Kenobi I mean, he's that plus. He is he is a driving force, and he is on screen almost more than any other character. So they didn't just draw Harrison Ford back in to be like, oh, be a bit part. You know, 
he he is running around and doing action scenes and 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 being the 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 driving force behind a lot of the plot in this movie. And so I don't think that I I think Harrison Ford must have wanted to do this because I don't think if he didn't want to do this, he's he's a crotchety old man. There's no way they would have gotten him back. So I think yeah. I I do think whatever choice whatever the reason for the choice to kill off Han Solo at the end of the movie, I don't think Harrison Ford and his age, because guess what? Um, the the rest of the original cast is just as old and just as crotchety and needed the same thing. And now we know that at least. All right, Jones, step up to the mic if you're going to talk. Yeah. All yeah, right. get him sorry. Up, he's, he's in the peanut gallery. He's like literally standing behind me on the couch and I'm holding. All right. So uh, here's, Here's some of the critiques and, and what I really liked about, about this movie was that it did an excellent job of bridging that gap, of using Han Solo to bring in these new characters. And the thing is, like, these characters didn't need a whole lot of help to, to get our attention and to immediately be liked by us. Like, from the very beginning, you get a very clear idea of who all these people are. Ray is super independent and capable. Poe is dashing and funny. And Finn is just kind of figuring out what's going on. And, but figuring out very quickly because he also proves himself very capable and, and a hero very quickly. Like we were talking about earlier, just some of the, the random stuff in the movie, just, just the little bits of delight that you got. And not necessarily the references to the old movie. Like, the fact that apparently Han Solo has never used uh, Chewie's crossbow, ever. Until just now. I, I have a bone and to pick about that damn crossbow. I was in love with it. That was awesome. <laughs> I, have, I have a bone well, about that fucking what? bowcaster. Okay. Oh, that's bowcaster. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Jones. Uh, point to Jones on the Star Wars trivia. Map. Yes. Anyway, um, here's my bone to pick. Okay. Remember the scene, and this is around, with, around the ninja fucking traitor scene, right? Um, when Han looks at Chewie, he's like, hey, man, let me use that. And so Chewie hands him the bowcaster, and he shoots it, and he, like, blows up two stormtroopers, and they fucking go flying, right? Does everybody remember yes. that, right? And, yep, and so that. Okay. I, I think I know okay. where you're going with this, but yeah, Here's, finish. No, okay, you might be on my wavelength. How come when Chewie shoots Ben, he don't blow up? Because Continuity. he's a Sith. Because it's the same reason why... When Han Solo shot at Darth Vader, he caught every single one of those blaster bolts. It's the same reason why Kylo Ren was able to do something that we've never seen before, freeze a blaster bolt midair. And I, and that was and fucking he, awesome. That was really cool. And this is what pisses me off about his character, is he does something that fucking badass. That, like, when the, he did that, I was like, oh, shit, he's fucking Darth Vader. Like, I had fear. I had that fear again. Like when I was like five watching it the first time. No, but you know what I mean? Like it was the same thing. Anyway, shut up, Peanut Gallery. Yeah, don't even then acknowledge he, it. Just ignore him completely. Unless he comes up to the mic. Then he he freezes the blaster and then when he's like walked off, he like lets it go and it's like it's you know, cool guys don't look at explosions. It's fucking badass, right? And you're like, Oh shit, man, this guy's a powerful Sith, right? And then he throws a temper tantrum. You know what he should have done is he should have like Instead of getting his lightsaber out and just beating the shit out of some inanimate object, I feel like he should have just like taken a couple. 
he should have choked a bitch or he should have taken a couple stormtroopers and just flung them across like in a display of great power and fury. I don't know. I feel like they could have done so much more with him because he has so much more force power than we've ever seen before. And I feel like they could have made him a lot scarier and made him less. I feel like they should have made him less human up until the scene where we find where him and Han are together. Cause that I felt like that would have made more impact with Han dying. And I realized that Han had to die. That that was inevitable. So it's when kind I of found funny out that, that, that this all gets mentioned because the other day uh, he would have had to in the last film. And here's my thing: is I feel like Han didn't get a noble death, which he should have. I feel like now that because Han is dead, Kylo Ren is gonna have they're gonna have a harder time bringing him back to light if that's even the plan at all. I hope it's not the plan because they, we've already de- done the redeem Sith. It, it's kind of funny that, that you mentioned that he should have choked a bitch more. A friend and I were discussing Vader's management style and how maybe he should have gotten a note that said, look, Lord Vader, we realize that you are very results-driven and we love that passion for the team and for the Emperor's vision. But could you not choke out your senior officers? We're having, <laughs> we're having problems refilling those positions from the Imperial ranks. Because quite frankly, when we post a requisition for a posting <laughs> on, the, on the Star Destroyer, uh, the Super Star Destroyer, uh, no, one wants, no one wants it. Like, we, we, do you realize how expensive that guy was? Because we had to throw in so much hazard pay? So I feel like Kylo Ren took a book out of management for Sith. How to manage an effective fleet. Yeah, and, and you remember when the messenger comes to him? I was waiting the whole time for him to choke a bitch. Like, pull he a Vader in the yeah. whole time. I was, okay. And it he didn't was happen. Waiting the whole time. So, here, I did not see that part the first time I, I saw the movie because I, I had had an Ocean Boy soda and my, my bladder is small. So, I, I went out to pee. So, I missed that the very first time I saw the movie. And I also missed where where uh, Finn is trying to get uh, BB-8 to tell Ray where the base is because he doesn't know. And oh so he's God, like, that was fighter. fucking hilarious. And then, like, at the end, when he's like, when Finn is like, ah, thumbs up, and then BB-8's like, ah, flame thumb up. I'm just like, I, I saw that for the first time on Sunday. And I'm like, ah, that's so cute. And I already love BB-8. And, yeah, uh, how can you not? He's basically R2-D2, but quicker. Although, I don't know how he goes upstairs. Like, I saw him go down the stairs, and that made sense. But I'm still trying to figure out how a ball just goes upstairs. He'd just be grinding his, his spear yeah, against the Yeah, but it doesn't work. I mean, it's definitely probably, he's probably more efficient than Archie. Listen, he's got things that poke out of that ball. That's what she said. And uh, we've seen uh, R2-D2 yeah, deal little, with shit be, by those, making things appear. Those three tethers, I suppose he could fire one into the top of the stairs and pull himself up. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I guess he could. I guess he could. He, he makes use of that. lots of disabled rants, which yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. He's, okay, he's cute. So, I think he's probably my new favorite character, like so, of, of the new new characters. So speaking of going upstairs and handicap ramps and other lovely, lovely design elements by uh, by the American Disabilities Act and OSHA and stuff like that. Apparently, since the days of the Empire, no one still believes in handrails. Like, there's, <laughs> there's, 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 no, yeah, what the fuck is that? Like, they are, like, so when they're looking out and, and they're trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do? And then they look and they see Ray like, climbing up. There's a, sh- or actually, it was when Ray was trying to get away from all the stormtroopers, so she climbs down. I- I'm looking at this bottomless chasm, and I'm looking at these two stormtroopers just standing there kind of talking. It's like, oh, maybe it's another drill. But 
they're standing there, and then there's a bottomless abyss. I'm like, where's the fucking handrail? Hey, turning a planet into a super weapon is expensive. You cut corners where you can. I loved that Han Solo's, and, and this kind of fuels Amanda's fire, probably. But I loved that Han Solo was just like, look, how do we blow it up? There's always a way to blow it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that see, that's the other thing. Oh, you guys, I what upsets you me? I might need. To, I cried, y'all. I cried. I cried for like two hours after the movie. This is how uh, it affected me. I know I'm a big, you know, softy. Anyway, we saw it Sunday evening. As soon as we got home, she's like, "Fuck it, I'm going to bed," and then went to bed at like eight thirty. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it was bad. But um, one of the things that upsets me is that now I know I have two films where I'm not going to have that sort of hilarious, witty dialogue that Han Solo provides. And I, I don't see Finn and Ray providing that. Poe, maybe, but I'm, I'm, th- that piece is gone now. And I don't know who's going to fill that, that void. I'd like to know. think that Finn they had will. a couple of lines in there. I'm, I'm trying to... Yeah, Finn and Poe both had a couple of little quips. Finn and Poe, like that, as soon as they like got in that, like figured out, we're gonna do this, we're gonna get out. Yeah, and then they get in that Tie Fighter. That was, and then it's fucking tethered. That was a great scene. That was (laughs) fantastic, and I think it's stuff like that. Not only the characters themselves, but their interactions with each other that gives me a lot of faith in the next movie. I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch them. And I may change my mind later down the road, but so I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the interaction moment that I, I actually began to like these characters almost a little bit more than than the old characters. Heresy, I know. So Finn and Ray managed to get the the Falcon up and running and escape. And there's the moment where the two of them meet back up before all the craziness with the the, the we're all gonna die from space poisoning. Um, and where all they're doing is complimenting each other. They're just oh my god, out. that was that was yeah. great. And if this it was, like was two nerds before they get ready to hump, exactly. Like <laughs> and and that happened a couple different times. And where you know characters came together and something awesome happened, and then they they complimented. You know they they were complimentary towards each other. And this is gonna sound lame, but I liked that. I liked the no, fact that cute. these were supportive characters who like saw something awesome and were willing to go like, dude, that was amazingly awesome. Because you know that if this is, you know, the, the corresponding moment is Luke and Han. And I got one. I got one. Great. Don't get Don't cocky. Get cocky. <laughs> and I love that this is a different take on that, that they're not yeah. trying to remake that, that they're, you know, here are two characters you know, and three when you, when you add Poe in there, who yeah, they're geeking out. They have respect for these uh, legendary figures in the rebellion, and they're. But the fact that they're like in this together, I love. I loved that. Uh, okay, Ren and Finn get together, uh, or stay as friends. I saw an amazing cartoon just like an hour or two ago. That's uh, Ray uh, and Poe talking. Yeah, Ray and Poe talking. They're watching Finn like interact with BB-8, and Ray says, "You know, oh yeah, he's he's pretty awesome, isn't he?" And Poe's like, "Yeah, he saved me from the Star Destroyer, and we we got out together." And then there's this moment, and then Ray says, "I really love him," and Poe says, "Yeah, me too." And I'm I like, think it was the other way, and like, because oh, yeah, Poe was really enthusiastic. He's like, "I love him," and Ray was kind of like, she was just like. 
Uh, I love him too. Yeah, I just, I, I thought that that was amazing. And for a brief moment, I'm like, wouldn't that be awesome in Star Wars? Holy if, shit. If, if Poe and, po and Finn got together and Rey, because they're setting Rey up to be the, the Luke Skywalker, go, you know, be the, the force and the savior of everything. We don't know yet about Finn, whether he just managed to hold on to the lightsaber and, and, and do awesome things or if what he is. He got his ass whooped. Yeah. You know I what? Twice. I he, think Finn is a force he, fielder, just not as powerful. No, maybe. I, I, well, I think he's a force wielder. So there's getting into the expanded universe stuff. There is some stuff in the uh, in the EU that uh, speculates that uh, Han was partially force sensitive just because of the sheer the, amount of luck. luck, the pure luck that he had. Like everything came together at the last minute, and he didn't die in whatever situation he was in, except so for I, his son. Um, whether or not the I EU can, talks about this. Uh, I just read an article about the novelization of The Force Awakens, and they they actually put that to rest because that becomes a point of contention. Did you guys hear about this? I did not. No. Okay, so like all the other movies, they put out a novelization, which the novelization gets written from an earlier script draft that um, because obviously they put the book out the same time as the movie. So whether or not these things continue to be true or not is questionable, but there are differences between the movie and what's listed in the official novelization. Um, one of the things that's expounded upon is the idea that Leia, that when, um, when Kylo Ren starts to show powers that he's sensitive to the force, Leia basically uh, takes over getting him off to Luke and uh, shelters him from Han because she is afraid that Han, and this is in the book, not being Force-sensitive will mean that he'll, he won't know how to handle having a Force-sensitive child, that, you know, and that she barely knows what she's doing, and so she's, she basically cuts Han off for everybody, for what she thinks is everybody's good. So at least as far as the book is concerned, Han is not Force-sensitive. Now, I, you know... Expanded universe, yes, and what that actually means, who knows? But it's it's an interesting. I think I've read it on IO9. Definitely take a, a read about some of the differences. Some of them are minor. Some of them expound a little bit more. But it's it's kind of interesting to read. But I, you know, if that if that's like I'll, I'll you know I'll look that up later. But if that's the case, that's kind of shitty because she's like, uh, you can't talk to your son. And then in the movie, she's like, please go talk to your son. Well, it's less don't talk to your son and more like. Uh, the, the way it was described was more like a protective, I'm going to do this and ship him off to Luke before either of us can make a mistake. Um, and so both, and that's why in the movie, both of them are racked with this guilt that they're the ones that caused Kylo to turn to the dark side because Han thinks he didn't do enough and Leah thinks that she didn't, that she did too much. So... I have a quick question, since especially for for you, Road, Roadblock, this isn't a different sort of line of of conversation. What was Luke fucking looking at on the island? I don't know. Was that a grave that marker? A grave or it it looked like it. It's it looked like a grave marker, right? It's possible he was just meditating. He had to have felt Ray coming. I mean, you don't just stand on a like. I, I can't believe that that's like his morning routine or something. Like, 
I'm no, gonna go. He knew stay. she was coming. Yeah. Yeah. He was waiting and, for her. And I want so okay. So I have a, a wild theory. Wild. It's crazy. I want to put it out there. It's not that wild. It's been. Has it been? There have been several threads on Man. Star Wars. I I'm, I think I know what it is. And, the, uh, hit us. Yeah. Anyway, um, Luke, as they pan around, he's looking at a grave marker. I suspect it may have been his wife's grave, and that the person who showed up to hand him his father's lightsaber is his daughter. Yeah. I. They are definitely hinting at some parentage. And it could definitely go both ways. Like, like Ray could be, could be Kylo Ren's sister. She could See, that's be. where I. That's I, but, like. But I was actually surprised that they didn't just say it during the, the the movie. Like, I was so convinced by the end that they were brother and sister, and that this was a parallel between Luke and Leia, and that you know that when Kylo Ren had started to show that he was turning evil instead of turning to the light side that they separated the two so that she couldn't be in in the line of fire what you know like i'm that's where immediately i went i i think at this point it, it's without more clues it's it's impossible to say because there's like you said there's definitely evidence for both sides what manda's saying makes sense if if luke's wife died it would be logical that he would bury her close to where he is, so he could he could visit her when he. Or was she dead. died in child. Well, no, she well, wouldn't no. have died in childbirth because they're so similar ages. My, my theory was that uh, um, fucking Kylo, when he flipped a shit and went to the dark side, he killed uh, Luke's wife and then or stabbed her or whatever with his lightsaber. She wasn't quite dead. Luke took her onto a ship and then fled. And she died in transit, and then he buried her there because it was some hidden corner of the galaxy or whatever. But that's just based on if that was actually a grave. I honestly didn't catch a good look at it. I need to go see it again. Yeah, I, I when on second viewing, it does sort of look like a grave. I so our our my, my job, things are kind of slowing down, not quite to the extent that certain other people in this room have job have have <laughs> slowed down. Manda, hey, see hey, you in the hey, office hey. next year. Yeah, no, I'm not going back to work until to January 2016. 4th. I thought that was a jab at me. I was going to tell you to go fuck yourself, but well, you know. go fuck yourself too. So, so my at my job, when things kind of slow down, they start releasing people early. Like tomorrow, I think it's very possible that since Thursday and Friday are both are both holidays for us, that things will wind down a lot. So, like mid afternoon, you'll probably see people starting to let go. I I said that if I get let go, I'm not coming home. I'm going to see Star Wars at the IMAX because I haven't seen it at the IMAX yet. And I'm a little sore because I found out that uh, that the poster that was actually given out at the IMAX, way better than the one I saw. Like the, the poster that I saw for the Midnight Show was like, oh, hey, it's Star Wars. And there's a giant Star Wars logo. There's a giant IMAX logo. And then there's a lot of text and there's a little bitty picture of Ray and BB-8. And I'm just like, fuck that poster. It's almost all advertisement. I don't want that hanging in my cube. And today I saw the actual IMAX poster that some people got and I was like, that is something I would love to have on my wall and I'm yeah, a little annoyed that, that I didn't get one. So, But anyway, the, the point is, is that I, I, I will see that on the big ass screen. Hopefully tomorrow we'll see. I do want to see it at some point in the IMAX because I know some sequences were filmed in IMAX, but I, I don't know which ones. I figured they're probably like, like probably the forest battle scene. Probably filmed in IMAX. 
probably a lot of the space battles the, too. The, yeah, the space, anything involving a ship was, was probably filmed in IMAX. Yeah. The the first one with the Millennium Falcon and the two Tie Fighters on uh, Jakku, and then the uh, the attack run on the Star Killer, whatever the fuck they called the Star Killer base, which I thought was kind. Of, uh, it's a all, stupid name. All references to the Death Star aside, I thought it was kind of cool that they referenced Luke's original name. Okay, was it Luke's original name, or were they referencing the that shitty video game? <laughs> uh, no, it was that. it was uh, Luke in the original Star Wars script shitty, was named wait, Luke Starkiller. Star okay, so there's a there's a couple of different video games. I played the first one. No, that's Matt knows what you're talking about. He's just okay. asking what shitty. You're, you're talking about Knights of the Old Republic. No, I'm not talking about Knights of the Old Republic. Okay, because there was a dude in there that you had to kill a, a um, uh. Fuck you. I don't remember. At the very beginning, it's been years since I played that game. But there was a dude named Bendak Starkiller that you had to kill in that for, like, a side quest. No, no, no. So much more recently on... Um, the guy from uh, being... Force human. Unleashed. There we go. Oh, so yeah. there was... Oh, there, yeah, yeah, that one. The Force oh, Unleashed. Okay. Uh, Darth Vader's secret apprentice, his name, is Starkiller. Now, That's there is a lot game. that... Uh, yes, but he's called that in the in the game. It's not like... It's not like with Luke and where that was his original code name and then they changed it or other no, things. it was his original last name. It wasn't his code name. He was Luke Star Starkiller. Starkiller? Yeah, whatever. So, yeah. So when I hear the Starkiller base, that's the first thing I think of is Force Unleashed. And I'm like, really? Uh, oh, really? Wait a second. I have a funny thing. I have a funny thing that I'm, I'm upset they didn't put into, uh, into the movie. There was no uh, Porkins death. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. That Greg there Gunther, was no wedge. I so totally wanted to see Poe and be like, you know, like they were talking well, about we're gonna have this legendary pilot. Yeah, well, he, I he's think, the wedge surrogate, but I wanted Wedge to show up. I wanted on. that guy to show up I, and no, be and be well, like the grizzled old. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Isn't force sensitive pilot, and then uh, Ray is Luke. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, I still so wanted Wedge Porkins. would probably be Greg Grunberg character uh uh like skip rexley or something he's gonna be that that from heroes or that one uh dude from new jersey in uh uh or or the 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 big guy in alias or or oh yeah i forgot the the inventor from felicity Uh, i never saw felicity that's yeah he's he's basically been in everything like any jj abrams stuff apparently if they go way back they're like childhood friends yeah but I think it's awesome that because he was childhood friends with J.J. With Abrams, he is now an X-Wing pilot, and he survived, which was amazing. Surprising. I, I love that. Okay, we got, I, we got about four minutes, guys. No, I just want, I want Wedge Antilles back. I want that actor yeah. back. I want him yeah. back. I want to hear that the reason that Poe is such an amazing pilot is that he trained under the, one of the best pilots that the Rebellion ever had, Wedge Antilles, and I want this old grizzled Wedge Antilles to show with the, uh, with, with the Star Wars thing and be like, uh, Poe is really Wedge Antilles' illegitimate son or some shit. <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll say this, going back to our discussion okay, about, about Rey, I believe at this point that she is the, the daughter of, of Han and Leia, um, or maybe Luke and some other person, although... Uh, so, I will accept the Han and Leia it's, it's theory. It's been years since I, I've read the book, but didn't Jaina kill Jason when he was Darth Cadus or whatever? A lot of those books Leia's are no longer book? canon, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I know, but Han still, but there's still a lot of parallels. With yeah, it. I oh, think yeah. the parallel is that when when Jason Solo... Yeah, Jason Solo becomes Darth Cadus. Darth Cadus. 
I, I think Ben Skywalker or tries to turn Ben Skywalker, doesn't kill him. Yeah. But tries to turn Ben Skywalker and then Jaina confronts him and I think ends up killing him. It like I said, it's been years since I read those books, so I, I may be inaccurate in that. Yeah. Well, but now. here's my hope. Uh, as much as I think one of those two is probably the logical re uh response, I would love it if the answer to who Ray's parents are is that she's just a fucking orphan, that she's got two random asshole parents who sold her into the, the slavery of, of what's-his-face on Jakku, and that's it. I, I would love for once for a character to not to show up and not have to be, like, wedged into all of the, the crazy backstory. No, that I, all right, I, all right. I'm completely there with you. Okay, we got to wrap this up. So I final got thoughts. one thing. Final, this is your final thought. Final thought. Final thought. Manda, go. Final thought is um, I'm really pleased that in the ending scene with Leia where Rey is um, going off in the Millennium Falcon with uh, Chewie is that they gave her her buns back. Oh, <laughs> they are all thought. mature Leia buns. Um, oh, oh, I like thoughts. those. Final thoughts of this. I liked it. I love it. I want some more of it. I myself am... am Happy to see Chewie in another in another stable relationship. However, I am kind of sad that he once again got passed up to be the captain of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I know that, that forever forever first mate Chewie. Uh, I was kind of tore up about that. Yeah, but but I think it was kind of cool that Ray is now she is now the captain of the Millennium Falcon and probably also a Jedi. So she's all she's got all that going for her and. Uh, you say and, probably also a Jedi? Like, that, that wasn't confirmed for you? Well, the thing is, is the Jedi Order still a thing? Because apparently the Sith Order isn't a thing because they never once referred to themselves as Sith. They're the Knights of Ren or something. They're dark side Force users, but they're we not Sith. We do have to go through this again. And like I, <laughs> I took mental notes on what to look for the next time I see that. Oh, my God! And and uh, hold up. So, well, final, final, final thought. 007 is a Stormtrooper. That was Daniel oh, yes, Craig that under that mask. Crazy. That was so awesome. Simon Pegg is somewhere in there, too. Simon he's Pegg the, is the junk dealer. He's the junk dealer. Guy. Okay, the okay. The quarter portions guy. Yeah. All right. We got to go. Guys, thank you for Snape so much. Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> thank, you for so <laughs> thank you so much for joining in, in our spoiler cast. Uh, this was totally awesome. And uh, and we will see you again soon. Bye. Bye. Stay tuned. We're going to start. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.